0: Greetings. This is Justin Allen with the Elite Nurse Practitioner. Welcome to the Elite Nurse Practitioner Show, a podcast dedicated to nurse practitioner entrepreneurism and achieving financial freedom, where I talk directly with nurse practitioners who need help. Listen up our market is saturated, jobs can be scarce. We are underpaid, we are undervalued. We are taken advantage of by the sharks within the healthcare system. And frankly, screw that. I'm sick of it. And it's time for a change. And listen, I'm here to help make that happen. We are powerful. We can forge a path where we are in control of our career and ultimately our financial and personal well-being. You do not need to submit to healthcare administrators and your doctor overlords. You do not have to take the measly salary. You do not have to work 50 to 60 hours a week. There is a different way and I'm here to show you that path. This podcast is Raw and Unfiltered. I have not talked to nurse practitioners in this podcast prior to the call outside of an email exchange to schedule the episode. What you're about to listen to is a consultation session between a nurse practitioner and myself. It is real, it is unscripted, it is unplanned, and I have no idea what we're going to talk about. Anything and everything can happen during our conversation. The nurse practitioners in these episodes are struggling with an issue in their professional or financial life, and they have reached out to me for help. My goal is to help the nurse practitioner with actionable advice that will enhance and improve their professional, business, and financial life. My other goal is to hopefully help my nurse practitioner sisters and brothers build a more productive, powerful, and free life. So, I hope the content and information within these podcast episodes does just that. All right, on to the episode. Today, we'll be talking to Rachel, who is a family nurse practitioner. Currently, she operates her own practice where she focuses on aesthetics, IV infusion, and weight loss. She also will begin integrating functional medicine services into her practice in the near future. She's needing assistance with structuring out her DBAs in her business, how to prioritize tasks in her business, and how to utilize a part-time nurse practitioner better. Hey, Rachel, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Oh, I'm doing good. Thanks for hopping on here. I really appreciate uh, you taking the time, and I look forward to uh, being able to help you out. Yeah, I really appreciate you. Yeah, no, for sure. So I guess uh, bring us up to speed with where you're at. It sounds like you started your own practice. So tell us about that.
1: All right. So um, I've been an RN for 20 years. My last 10 were in wound care, foot care. Got my NP in November of 2019 and then COVID hit before my credentialing was done. Um, the facility that I was working at, I actually got my nurse practitioner to expand the wound care program that I had started there. Mm -hmm. Anyways, they didn't have a position open for me. So I decided that I was going to take the leap and do my own thing. At that time, I'd already done the Botox and fillers class. So I thought that would be a great avenue. And I'd been doing the foot care. So I just went ahead and continued that as well. So I worked as a PRN nurse practitioner in the hospital while I was building the business. So I officially opened in May of twenty twenty. So right after we opened up from COVID.
0: Mm.
1: It has been <laughs> kind of a whirlwind. Mm-hmm. Um, I really haven't had to do much marketing. It's all been word of mouth and I've added four employees over the course of the last two years, almost three years. I have a second clinic about an hour away. I've slowly added I started with basic toxins, peels, fillers. I found through social media a Equipment person, and I've been working with them. So I just get a piece of equipment, pay it off with the revenue from that, and get another piece of equipment. So it's been really well. Added IV therapies, just added weight loss in August. And now the people that started in August are seeing the results and it is exploding. Yeah. (laughs) So, yes, that's kind of where we're at. I just Mm -hmm. signed up for the functional medicine course because. Once I was doing weight loss, I seen how much that actually tied into what I needed to do with my weight loss patients.
0: Okay. So uh, it sounds like you have a pretty successful business here overall.
1: Yes. I actually bought my own location in December of 2021, and I have actually four other businesses that I rent to in the location. Nice. So, and it's all kind of a wellness spa type of feeling.
0: Okay. So do you mind sharing with us maybe like some general revenue numbers that you've kind of been hitting here? I mean, it sounds like this is pretty profitable.
1: You always correct me up whenever you say podunk towns um, <laughs> of twenty to thirty thousand. I am pulling from a town of seventy five hundred. Nice. And my second location um is about four thousand
0: people. Nice. Okay. Yeah.
1: But it is very rural. And so I'm pulling from um counties. In between the two locations and kind of surrounding, gross revenue is about twenty to thirty thousand dollars a month.
0: Uh huh. Is that both of them or just one of them? Both. Both of them. Okay, that's pretty good. Yes.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, it feels pretty good, but it's also you know whenever I went into this, I went in with no preparation, so right. no savings, no nothing. So um, slowly getting that
0: tackled. But don't you think that's kind of the best way to do it? Just get in, just do it.
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, if I had to think about it too much, I,
0: I wouldn't have done it. You never would have done it. And can you please tell people listening, you're never going to have a complete plan for a business. It's not going to happen. No,
1: no, it's not. And no. it's it's so scary. And still to this day, I doubt every single thing I do. <laughs> I just read one of your things about imposter syndrome. Oh, yeah. yes. I need to get out of imposter syndrome yeah. so badly.
0: Yeah, I mean we all suffer from that, but there's no textbook for, you know, if this happens in your business, this is what you do. If this problem arises, this is what you do. Like that doesn't exist for any business. Yeah. Like, no, it doesn't. No, you know. Yeah. I mean, and do you think Elon Musk had any idea what he was gonna do when he bought Twitter? No clue. Exactly. You know? Right, right. So okay. Exactly. Well anyways, yeah. No, it sounds great. It sounds like you're doing um you're doing pretty well here.
1: Yeah, I, Congratulations. I feel pretty good about it. Yeah. But now it's it's getting so overwhelming that I don't want it to become a job.
0: Right. You're at that crossroads here where if you don't systemize this thing and get this thing, you know, working for you, you're going to become a slave to it. Yes, absolutely. Are you sensing that? Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yep. So what things have you done then, I guess, to prevent that? It sounds like you've hired a nurse practitioner to help you.
1: Yes. So I did that kind of early on, um, just so... I could simply take a vacation sometimes. And if something ever, God forbid, would happen to me that, you know, I was out for a while that somebody would know what to do. Then I hired my medical assistant and they were front desk too. I actually just hired an office coordinator so that my MA can be with me and do more things to take things off of my plate because I was doing like the ordering of the weight loss medications and keeping track of inventory and things like that because there just wasn't enough time in anyone's day. So that I'm still kind of dividing up those tasks and figuring out what I don't have to do, <laughs> trying to give up control and
0: aspects of it. It sounds like you're developing systems, and you know, doing these things uh, that you're supposed to be doing, but it sounds like you are, you're probably doing some busy work you shouldn't be doing. A lot of busy work I shouldn't be doing. (laughs) Yeah. So remind me, okay, so how many
1: employees do you have? So I have two CMAs. One is also a permanent makeup artist. So she has that going and she's getting ready to do her esthetician. Okay. Which is actually going to be great because she's going to take a lot of the like facials and things like that off my plate. The other CMA was doing the front desk and CMA work. Now she's not going to be doing the front desk. So she'll be pretty much with me. And able to take over a lot of those tasks, those non-revenue generating tasks. Right. So you have them and then how many receptions do you have? Just one.
0: Just one. Okay. And that's it?
1: That's it for right now.
0: And this nurse practitioner that you have, how much are they doing?
1: So right now they're very, very part-time, like maybe one day a month.
0: Um, mm. You know, my,
1: yes. However, they're wanting to cut back on their full-time that they're doing be more into the practice. So I'm kind of trying to figure out the best way to utilize her from the standpoint of she had the aesthetics training, but she hasn't been using it super often, so she's getting more uncomfortable with it. She has also taken the weight loss course and she's interested in some HRT. So then I'm like, well, then do we each kind of do our own patient panel and each of us have our own integrative HRT patients.
0: Yeah.
1: Or (laughs) do I kind of do the weight loss integrative and then she kind of takes over that HRT
0: part of it? I think it's best if you both do the same thing, but have your own patient panels. That way, if for some reason you have to call in sick or something, she's comfortable doing all those things and vice versa. Okay. Okay. Yep. That makes sense. Yeah. That's how it is at my practice. Like we all do the same stuff. We can all bounce, you know, patients off each other. Like when I had my child, you know, I took like two weeks off and they, you know, they picked up the slack and, you know, did the follow-ups for my patients and stuff like that. So I think that everyone should be doing the same thing for the most part. You know, aesthetics is one of those things where if she only wants to do that, fine, you know, or if you just want to do that, fine. But the recurrent stuff, you know, where patients are being seen every few months or maybe monthly, you know, the weight loss, HRT, you know, everyone should be doing that. So I feel like that build up your own patient panels, but Mm You know, you guys can bounce stuff off each other. Okay. Yep. Yeah. That makes sense. If she's only working one day a month for you, if you could get her in one day a week, it will take so much off your plate.
1: Yes. In fact, um, she would actually like to get in two days a week.
0: Perfect. And yeah. I say, so. I say, I say load her up. Stop seeing all new patients. And every okay. new patient goes on to her and she builds up her own panel. Okay. That way there's consistency. There's congruent for the patient. They're seeing the same provider. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
1: So she hasn't taken integrative med or finished the weight loss course yet. So, you know, I think we'll just, I'll just push her to get that done. Yep. Cause like I said, the weight loss is just completely taking off. What things are you offering
0: for the weight loss? Everybody wants semaglutide. Yeah. yeah. I and mean, that's pretty much what it is anymore. I mean, weight loss clinics are just going to turn to semaglutide clinics at some point. That's pretty easy to teach someone.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Okay, well, uh yeah, I mean, I'd make this a priority. I think it should be priority number one for you in twenty twenty three get her on board and start loading her up on patients, okay, okay, like that should be a yep. priority for you. Other nurse practitioners that I have talked to who you know who have profitable practices like yours, the moment they hired another nurse practitioner and they started you know loading them up with patients was the day that they were able to breathe again. It gives you so much more room, okay. Yeah. Like seriously, it really does. The nurse practitioners that work for my men's health clinic, they see more patients than I do anymore. Yeah. It's great. It's great. And then yours are all 1099. Oh, hell yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Hire them 1099. So she's
1: W2 right now.
0: If they make their own schedule and that sort of a thing, you should be able to justify 1099. Okay. That way you don't have to pay the employment taxes and everything. And I would pay her just production. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: And I yeah. mean, in the end, that sort that ends up being more profitable for her as well.
0: Absolutely. It's less headache okay. for you. It's easier for you. It's profitable for her. It, you know, motivates her to work and see patients. It's a mm-hmm. win-win. And honestly, it's very little risk for you. If you're paying them on production, you're not paying them to sit around and do nothing. Right. She just needs so, to be aware that it might be a little slow at first and she needs to work with you for the first month or two. And then once it starts getting busier, she starts seeing more follow-ups and that kind of a thing. You know, it starts generating into a nice little side income for her. Okay. Um, as a
1: 1099, does she need her own, like, business entity? Yeah.
0: No, you can just pay her directly. It's totally up to her.
1: Okay. I mean, it would probably be good on her for taxes and stuff. but
0: Oh, 100%. She needs to have an LLC. Yeah. I mean, that would just be beneficial for her.
1: All right. Perfect.
0: All right. I hope everyone's enjoying the episode so far. I just wanted to take a quick break to thank everyone listening and also give a big thank you to all of my social media followers and email subscribers. If you haven't done so yet, please subscribe to our email list at www.leadnp.com and make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Email subscribers will receive updates on new weekly podcast episodes, multiple weekly articles we publish, new courses, and everything else related to helping you succeed. Remember, all elite nurse practitioner courses are designed to help you build a niche practice, increase your financial strength, and to break free from the rat race. If I can break free and the other countless nurse practitioners can break free, then so can you. Additionally, please share this podcast with your other nurse practitioners, sisters, and brothers out there. The more NPs that venture out on their own, the stronger our profession will become. Now, let's get back to the episode.
1: Okay. So, my other thing, whenever I named my business, I named it very open so I could add all of these things. Cause even though I started with just aesthetics, I had this bigger picture in my mind and I didn't want it to be limited. However, now I'm afraid people are getting confused. Like, are they doing Botox over here or are they doing hormone replacement or what's happening?
0: Right. This could be a problem with some practices, right? Like, patients are like, what the mm-hmm. hell does that place actually do? You know yes. you don't have to say the name of your practice if you don't want to. It's fine. So I guess you're thinking about doing DBAs basically, like whatever men's health, right. whatever weight loss clinic, whatever right. aesthetics and botox, right? Right. Okay. And
1: I don't I don't mind sharing my name. It's rejuvenate rx.
0: Rejuvenate RX. So you'd have rejuvenate RX Men's Health, rejuvenate, or maybe rejuvenate men's health or rejuvenate weight loss clinic, or what are your thoughts on like the name?
1: I love the rejuvenate name. Um, okay. It's just do I just you just think that each one of those should have its own
0: DBA for marketing purposes? Yeah. You're in such a small town though. Like right. I wonder how necessary is it really? I mean, what are you doing for marketing or do you even have to market that much?
1: I honestly only use my Facebook page. It is literally word of mouth because everyone knows everyone and Everyone knows someone that's came and done Botox or that's done weight loss and they see the result. And the other clinic that I have is in my hometown. So everyone already knows me. Marketing is like zilch.
0: Okay. And you have no competition. (laughs) No. And you probably won't have any competition with a town that small.
1: Actually, I mean, I guess I do. Um, I just, there's another business that's just doing some Botox and Xeomin and chemical peels and stuff but I don't feel like that's competition to me. She'll have her own clients. I mean, I've been doing it for three years, almost three years. People that come to me are going to come to me,
0: you know, so I'm not. Okay. So why do you feel like you need a DBA then?
1: I guess because I hear you talk about them a lot. You know, I didn't go into this doing all the preparations I probably should have, you know, as far as streamlining processes.
0: So now that I'm
1: going back and doing it, I just want to make sure I'm on the right page for that
0: moving forward right
1: yes yes
0: i don't think it should be really something that takes up much of your mental space because you don't have much competition you're doing mm-hmm. very little for marketing it's mostly word of mouth the whole point of doing a dba is mostly for marketing purposes in a market that could be saturated with competition or a very large market where you know you're a very small fish in a big pond kind of a thing you know you're the okay. only fish in a small pond. So like, what do you really need to do here? Okay, so let's just say, for example, you're doing a DBA for men's health. You're doing that because there's three other men's health clinics in town. So, Mm -hmm. you know, if you have Rejuvenate RX, you know, which is aesthetics or whatever, and you want to start doing men's health, no one's going to know that you do men's health unless you create another Google business listing or another website that says Rejuvenate RX men's health. I mean, you're the only kid in town. So like, is it really necessary? I mean, like all you need to do probably is to create a separate page on your website with the header rejuvenate rx colon men's health and testosterone replacement therapy that is probably all you need to do and that will generate you at the top of this you know google searches because there's no one else okay you know what i mean and i think that if you maybe just create some very very basic google search ads based off of keywords men's health testosterone replacement therapy weight loss semaglutide you have maybe four or five of these search ads out there and you maybe spend seven, 800 bucks a month on it. Anyone in the area who searches men's health or whatever, you're going to be the number one thing that pops up in that search ad and it mm-hmm. could just say rejuvenate Rx men's health and then it redirects them to, the, in, to your website and that separate page. That way you're not having to have all these different websites and marketing materials and all that stuff. Okay. That makes yep, sense? That,
1: yes, that makes total sense.
0: Yeah, this shouldn't take much mental space, okay? Don't worry too much about this. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's really not applicable in your case. This is another beauty about being in a little podunk town. Some of these rules just don't apply to you.
1: <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever you say podunk town and say the 20 to 30, it just, every time I have to
0: laugh. <laughs> right. Cause you're killing it in a town of 7,500. <laughs> like That's awesome. Like I, I know so many people who kill it in these small towns. I mean, just absolutely kill it. There's no mm-hmm. one else there.
1: Yes. And, you know, I'll be honest, whenever that new spa, the person opened the new spa, I was, I was nervous. And I thought, why am I nervous? I'm established. (laughs) I suppose it's imposter syndrome. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, you know, I think there is some room for healthy anxiety over that, you know? I mean, there really is. Because, I mean, you should be somewhat concerned about that. But like you said, you're established though. And it's really hard to knock out the established player in town. Yes. Very, very difficult. Perfect. I don't think I'd worry too much about that. I think that if you really want to grow this, I think that maybe you should start focusing a little bit more on your marketing efforts throughout the county and start trying to draw in more people there, you know, as you hire more staff.
1: Yeah. I've kind of set little goals for myself, um, you know, kind of where I am financially and when I can hire someone, um, which kind of mm, sometimes the workload is a little bit more than the deposit in the bank account. So they don't match up perfectly, but I think that it's going okay. Like once I hit my first $30,000 month, that's when I decided definitely the office coordinator, my MA will eventually be attending RN school. She's actually my daughter. So she's going to be um, taking over the practice someday whenever I'm going to lay on a beach and do yeah. telehealth only. There
0: you go. <laughs> there you go. No, I mean, you so got a pretty good plan here. I think that number one, I think when you get this nurse practitioner coming in and, you know, seeing more patients for you and they're kind of building out their own panel, I think once you get that going, I think once you, you know, maybe hire another receptionist or just try to have a little bit more of a um, identified role for these people and what it is that they do, handing over some of these responsibilities to some of these other people, like you shouldn't mm-hmm. be ordering supplies and doing inventory. You should have someone else doing that, you know, so handing yep. over some responsibilities to some others. I think that once you do those two things, really, I think you're going to find yourself having a lot more free time mm-hmm. to focus on building the practice and to start, you know, maybe growing it even further. I mean, there's going to get to a point where you're going to be making maybe $50,000 a month and then you're going to start having, you know, more problems. <laughs> right. <You know>? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, you know, you a $100,000 a month. You're going to have a lot more problems, you know, it's just. Yeah,
1: that just blows my mind to even think about that. So.
0: <laughs> no, you can get there. I promise you can. <sighs> I've seen it, you know, I've seen it, but you get to a point where you're going to plateau and you'll be content with it. Right. You know, you're not going to really want to market as much. You're not going to really want to grow it as much anymore. Like, you know, patients will come and go, you know, some people will drop off while other new ones come on board and then you, you kind of get this nice, consistent plateau and then it's up to you. Do you want to grow it further from there or are you completely fine just hanging out?
1: Yeah. I have a really good mix of new and recurrent patients. So that's really nice.
0: Oh yeah. I mean you always need to have fresh patients coming in because patients are always gonna drop off. Yeah, you know? for sure. Yeah. It mm-hmm. just where's that balance of are there more new patients coming in versus patients dropping off? That's when you see the growth. hmm So yeah, no, it sounds like uh I mean it sounds like all you gotta do is just tweak this a few little things. I don't think you really need to okay. do a lot here. That makes me feel better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There was a and, couple
1: uh, other things, but I in the couple weeks since our email exchange, I kind of figured out a couple of things. Telehealth is one. I do use an EMR that I'm going to be u- utilizing more telehealth. Okay. So that's them. And then I figured out our auto pay and subscriptions through our payment system. So those are two cool things that I've already done. Well,
0: good for it's you. It's taking
1: a bit, of a, a bit of a load
0: off. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, having automatic payments takes mm-hmm. off so much busy work from you. I mean, utilize modern day automation. And David, seriously, it, it helps your practice so much. It does. Yes, for yeah. sure. The telemedicine aspect of it. I mean, are you wanting to kind of venture out more and like, you know, throughout the state? Or what are your thoughts on all that?
1: Honestly, I would love to even maybe get licensed in a few other states because I am full practice only. So I would stick with the full practice states because ideally I kind of hand over more of the in person stuff to someone else. And I, Do my work on a beach somewhere.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you know, a
1: couple hours a day and then I.
0: My opinion on it is why venture out and complicate this and be in a bunch of different states and, you know, start spending a lot of money on marketing in those states and those kinds of things when you have a Mm -hmm. really solid business in, you know, just a small town that you're in. I feel like that Mm -hmm. I would maximize you know, the county that you're in to the fullest before yep. venturing out and doing too much telemedicine. I really would, because I feel like that you're gonna get a much bigger bang for your buck you know, from a marketing mm-hmm. standpoint yep. by just maximizing your, you know, your locality first. So okay. yeah. yeah. And then maybe you just awesome. venture out into then the next county over. You might find yourself making $100,000 a month and just only being in three counties and, you know, call it a day. True.
1: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I think I just get these big plans in my head and then I'm like, What do I do? (laughs)
0: Right. Oh, we all do. You know, I mean, you Mm want to have this complicated, huge business. And, you know, I found that sometimes simple is just better.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm probably complicated enough with having, you know, multiple avenues, but I, you know, people's tastes change and what they need change. So being small town, I kind of need to get that whole demographic in the door somehow. Sure.
0: I get Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Well, do you have any other questions or anything? I can't think of any right now. Okay. Um, well, I mean, it was a pleasure talking to you. I think that, uh, I think you have a super cool little business here. I think you're doing fantastic. A few little tweaks. And I think that you'll be able to grow your revenue and, and get back a lot more of your time. So, Yeah,
1: I think so. Thank you.
0: Yeah, yeah you're welcome. Um, I like to end the episodes with you asking me a question. You have any questions for me?
1: Yeah. If you were going to start another new business, what would you do?
0: If I was to start a new business, what would I do? Honestly, I probably would just take up a franchise of some sort. You know, something mm-hmm. like a Chick-fil-A or like a Jersey <laughs> Mike's or something. That's and just, awesome. I seriously, I just like hire a manager, invest the money, just let them do all the work for me and I just sit back and collect a check every month. <laughs> like,
1: that is awesome. Yeah, that's yeah. great.
0: That's great. <laughs> yeah, I seriously think that's probably what I would do. I mean, I I've, I've tried it before and it kind of, you know, never really got started, but But yeah, I mean, it's a proven model. You know, you invest Mm -hmm. some money. You just have some people work for you, you know? Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. All right. Well, cool. I enjoyed this conversation. And, you know, if you want to do a follow-up, you got my email. All right. Perfect. Thank you so much. All right. No problem. You take care. You too. All right. Bye. Bye. All right. I hope everyone enjoyed the episode with Rachel. She's doing fantastic. I mean, this just goes to show that you can do very well in a small town. I mean, she's in a town of 7,500 and then another town of 4,000. That's a tiny town, and she's making 30,000 a month. I mean, this just goes to show that there is ample opportunity out there throughout this country. All you got to do is look for it. You know, if you are in a very saturated area, you have lots of competition, look one, two, three hours out, okay? There are towns out there, 5,000, 10,000, 20,000 people, then there's no competition. There's no services. If you could go there, you will do well. I just don't see how you couldn't. And Rachel's a prime example. I think once she brings on this nurse practitioner more often and she hires a little bit more staff and starts systemizing a little bit, I think she's going to get a lot more of her time back and make more money. Always be aware that there's opportunity out there in the small towns. Don't be afraid to start a business there, okay? All right. Hope everyone enjoyed this episode. Talk to you guys later. Thanks. Bye. thank you for listening to the show. Quick legal disclaimer, the content of this podcast is meant for informational and entertainment purposes only and should not be used as legal, financial, medical, regulatory, or practice-specific advice. For information pertaining to your specific legal, financial, medical, or practice-specific needs, please be sure to consult with your lawyer, CPA, medical director, and or your state's practice laws and the most up-to-date clinical guidelines. As always, do your due diligence when it comes to any information found online and in podcast. The content of this podcast is copyrighted by Galaxy Medical Southwest 2023 and cannot be duplicated, rebroadcasted, or reproduced without without our written permission.